0: once again in the dark, weird woods at the end of the long, crooked path. Around a cauldron—a word we've known for quite some time—get yes. to have our spell book opened and our minds expanded by our witchy ways. That's mm-hmm. why we're going to hop on a kite to fly oh. up into the <laughs> night sky. Oh, no. oh Let's no, no, go no, no, no. fly a kite up <laughs> okay, to listen, the Okay, listen—I
1: know you've been watching that Mary Poppins Return movie. On I'll tell you—you you know what?
0: She's a witch.
1: A lot of people uh, yeah, think she's she fun. She's a witch. Don't. That That you... is the first first correct thing you've said this entire time. You, if you hopped on a kite, it would fall straight down. I don't care go if you're Mary and, Poppins. Go
0: ahead and at me, you bitches. Mary Poppins a witch. Go ahead.
1: Okay, okay. All right, all right. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Chilling Podcast of Sabrina. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Chapter 15, Dr. Cerebus's House of Horror. Oh, a, little, yeah. a little Treehouse of Horror episode for you guys.
0: That's pretty exciting. It is yeah. funny that they've. Uh, Treehouse of Horror is a take on Twilight Zone and all the shows like that. And then this is now a take on this, like parody back to non parody. Yeah.
1: Well, I think, uh, you know, we'll get in and we'll talk about the episode in a second, but I do think Treehouse of Horror, like, has become the touchstone for so many different series. I mean, even if you look at the Rona Aguirre-Sacasa series, they had uh, Tales from the Dark Side and then the Man in Black. Those were... Not exactly the same thing, but they were both supposed to be telling three different stories in the world of Riverdale, and that clearly was inspired by Treehouse of Horror, because you have that format of the three stories, which is different than a Twilight Zone, different than an Amazing Stories or a Tales from the Dark Side. Um, Yeah, it's funny, and this one... uh, uh Justin and I were talking about this Pete uh you were uh, sadly out sick the last episode. Yeah, uh Lupercalia yeah. was absolutely our favorite episode of the series so far.
2: The this one, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, let me guess why? Because Nick Scratch was revealed to be a horrible person we all knew and thought he was? What are you talking That's about? That's not
0: what happened at all. Oh
2: my god, the guy is lying to her, all right? You cut oh, you cut out a fake heart and you got your axe all bloody, you phony, you fraud. Don't oh, you boy. dare.
0: He, that Get was, out of uh,
2: Sabrina's life, you liar.
0: He's a bad boy, and granted, that was the least, lying to his girlfriend is the least bad boy thing that he did. Um, <laughs> he's a bad boy oh, don't, because don't he. not cover
2: for him. I'm don't not cover covering for
0: him. him. He's the ultimate bad boy. He um, is very polite to Sabrina's aunts. He um, only wants to hold her hand. He kisses yep. her sometimes.
2: So fake how he's like, oh, this dance is great. No he loves boy. dances,
0: he because he's a good dancer. Don't yeah. you dare! And he <laughs> it looks good in the tucks. He knows how to give a compliment and take one.
2: Well, <laughs> uh, let's we'll get into it in a second and talk about
1: oh, all. the Oh, we're into boys. it already. We're into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there was before I forget to talk about it later. There was a literal bad boy alert in the episode. Which yeah, yes.
2: there was.
1: Uh, blew my mind. She, I, I mean, straight up like, said
0: it out loud. We've put it out into the universe, and the universe has answered. A bad boiler (laughs) is canon and Nick Scratch (laughs) is the one that sets off the bad boy alert. Very exciting
1: stuff. So, here's the recap for y'all if you are just jumping in for whatever reason on this episode of Chilling (laughs) Adventures of Sabrina. So, Sabrina Spellman is a witch. She is dating, officially, the bad boy of the show Nick Scratch now. Yeah. That's very exciting. He is a warlock. Uh, Last episode, we found out that he had a familiar who had raised him. Sabrina was forced to kill the familiar during the celebration of Lupercalia, essentially Witch Valentine's Day. And uh, Nick had said that he had previously killed that familiar. So she's dealing with some trust issues going into this episode. Meanwhile, Harvey Kinkle and Sabrina had broken up. Harvey is now dating Roz. Roz, uh, unfortunately, during their first real big makeout sesh, Completely yeah. lost her sight. Completely went blind. This is because of something yeah. that has been passed down through her family, where uh, she, uh, they can't actually see, but they have second sight called a yeah. cunning. She's able to see flashes of the future. Usually, very bad flashes of the future. Also, yeah, like, there kid, like is... kissing Harvey.
0: Imagine what a nice. Well,
1: uh, that was the one thing so far that hasn't turned His out be
0: bad.
2: Blinded her. All right. Oh, no, I guess I... that was kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: There's also a character who is now called Theo, previously Susie. Susie realized uh, that she was, in fact, a guy named Theo. Everybody has been super awesome and accepting of that. Um, Yeah, I was really
2: impressed with their father. Yeah, it was great.
1: That was a great thing last episode. We talked about that a little bit on the podcast. Her father's been great. Her bully has been great. Everybody has been great. very great about it. And this episode, he continues to deal with some issues regarding that. We'll get into those in a moment. Uh, other characters you probably know about aunt Zelda is very into father Blackwood. And in fact, yeah. he proposed to her in the previous episode. Yeah. She, is a little conflicted about it because she doesn't actually love him, but she does want the power of being the high
0: priestess in charge of the entire coven. Nothing wrong that, with that. To find reason to get married. Um,
2: exactly. I, I completely disagree.
0: What are you talking about?
2: I'm talking about you should marry for love, man.
0: Uh, Not I married for power. For power. Yeah. I married yeah, for power.
2: We, we, we know that about you. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. I also did that. Yeah. Oh, man. Come on, man. Your wife's right next to you. We can see her. <laughs>
1: major spoiler
0: (laughs)
2: through an audio podcast how are you doing that
0: (laughs) oh yeah Uh, Pete has uh, a live uh, camera feed on your wife uh, we should mention that
2: that's creepy we're we're on Skype too man all right. Last
1: uh, thing you should know about in the episode, there is a character named uh, Mrs. Wardwell, a.k.a. Madam Satan, a.k.a. Lilith, a.k.a. Mother of Monsters, a.k.a. Shizzy McNizzy, And <laughs> she uh, hates everybody and wants the Wall to die. That's well, basically all. Not everybody. Not everybody. Not everybody. Yeah. She They're- likes her
0: fiance, Adam, as we learned last time, because he gives yeah, a she- killer foot massage. Yeah, and um, that will keep you from killing anybody. But the other thing we learned is um, she lost a bet with the devil, and since Sabrina signed the the devil's book, she doesn't really have a job. She's unemployed yeah, she's when it comes out, to evil.
2: Yeah, her next plan of action. Exactly.
1: So, uh, oh, and the last thing we need to know uh, per the title, there's a guy named Dr. Cerebus. Turns out he is based on my favorite band, Incubus, and he is... Uh, Wait, of for real? yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. He I revealed your favorite- last
1: episode that he was the lead singer of Incubus, right?
2: No, I'm talking about Incubus being your favorite band. You've seen his no. neck. You've seen his neck yeah. tattoo. My I thought, like Britney Spears or something was your
1: favorite
0: band. No, nah, man. Incubus. I love all oh. their songs and albums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and the last podcast, Alex named every member of Incubus, mm-hmm. all of their uh, songs, and yep. uh, his favorite album, series of albums.
1: Yeah, and I actually already had prepped uh, all of my tickets from all of the Incubus concerts that I've been to. Uh, yeah. I don't want to rehash yeah, you know, that's all of that. P- you,
0: again, you weren't here, but that definitely happened on the last podcast. Okay,
1: mm-hmm.
2: my bad, my bad.
1: Yeah, just listen back to it, and you'll get the whole thing. Anyway, uh, so he is an Incubus. He is dating Aunt Hilda, and they run a bookshop together. The bookshop is full of gum and comic books. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty much <laughs> yep. it. Evil gum. Yes,
0: evil gum. So let's jump into no, it we should talk Did you mention Ambrose? He's important Oh, right, right.
1: Yes, I knew I was going to forget because One story Because regardless of what we said At the beginning about aping The treehouse of horror There were far more stories In this episode yeah. Uh, I was kind of surprised, actually. I expected that. I was like, okay, got to that third story. Still like half an hour left of this episode. Don't know what (laughs) we're going to do. What's going to happen here? Uh, So Ambrose is Sabrina's cousin. He is dating a warlock named Luke. Luke has been missing the past couple of episodes. And uh, while that's been going on, he's been hooking up with Prudence, one of the weird sisters over at the school that they all go to, all the witchy school. And Ambrose was held prisoner in the Spellman House for 75 years for trying to blow up the Vatican. He finally was uh, tangentially temporarily released. Uh, He's been allowed to go back and forth between the school and the house. And slowly his rights have been opening up more as he works with Father Blackwood, who I believe we mentioned earlier, is the head of the school.
0: Cool. All right. All the right, stage is set it. and now um, let's the, the characters only, dance.
2: The only thing I would like to say is I thought it was awesome how cold Harvey was when Sabrina was like, "Hey, is it right if I go to the dance?" and he was like, "Yeah, we're not dating anymore, right?" That was yeah. that was last episode. That was last, episode, we, but that that was last episode. I know, I wanted I wanted to talk about it. I know I wasn't there but I just wanted to say Well, you're saying was, you like that
0: Harvey Harvey was cool. You're a big you're the biggest uh Kinkle uh Kinkle Spellman shipper. Kinky, yeah, spells. Kinky, spells. kinky spells. Hashtag uh,
2: kinky spells. I'm all about Sabrina and Harvey getting back together, and I think he earned that, and he did it uh, correctly, which wow, is the right amount of sauce.
0: He was mean. Whoa, whoa, So you're
2: saying he's some sort of bad boy, Pete? No, no, I'm just saying that uh, uh, he, huh. he was like. He's, uh, a not, he's a not nice boy. No, he's a, that's he's what a rude boy. Him. No, he was being honest. He was being honest. But threw a little tood in there, and I, I thought it was appropriate. Ah, uh, he's a tood uh, boy. I got you. It's, you know, Pete's a
0: big tood boy on our podcast. All right. So
1: as most episodes do, this begins with a weather report. It is raining outside, <laughs> and uh, the Hilda and the Incubus are hanging out in the store. Gata. So
2: adorable. Yeah, it's so very cute to together. See. So uh, great to
1: see her so happy again. Yeah, it's very nice, uh, and then a fortune teller comes in. Actually, first, uh, the wind blows the door open, and then suddenly a fortune teller is there and asks to set up inside of the shop. She, uh, They're like, oh yeah, great, that'll be a nice added bonus to our shop. No questions, no further yeah. questions yep. whatsoever. And uh, yeah, she sets up there, and then the format of the entire episode is one after the other. The characters come into the shop because all everybody does is go to that bookstore all day and yep. uh, get their fortune told. And the well, fortune—it's it's not
0: just their fortune; it's their tarot card is being read. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have right. you ever had all your tarot card done, guys?
2: Uh, yes, I have. Okay. I had my palm read one time. <laughs> I've never had a tarot card reading. And, well, how the palm? the palm go? They said, my lifeline life is very strong, and I'm going to live to be over 100.
0: Not no, true. Wow. not possible <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just, it's like, I know you, man, you're yeah not no make way. It. you were too sick yeah. to do a
0: podcast. Come on <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I had my tarot read, and the dude read my tarot, and I was completely blown away the entire time. He kept getting everything absolutely right, even though later, when I thought back on it, it was you know all very vague, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is blowing my mind until he got to a point about he said something about and uh the boy you love uh you gotta go after him and oh. i was like uh no i'm sorry I'm, I'm not gay i'm sorry you don't know what you're talking about and that i never believed in fortune telling again wow <laughs> okay
0: yeah uh damn uh
1: like
2: that dude took a gamble yeah. he did
1: he yeah. did I was at an uh, AIDS fundraiser, too. So. <laughs> oh, uh, well,
0: I, I feel like that's maybe why he was guessing that. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, Might yeah. have been. The tarot card isn't about, like, guessing your sexuality. <laughs> it's yeah. more about... Well, it guessed you... wrong. Yeah, he okay. guessed wrong, okay? <laughs> wow.
1: That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, the tarot card reads in this episode were 100% spot on. Yeah. As we well,
2: wait, Justin, you've got to answer your own question there, guy. Oh, I've had my tarot done. Yeah. It
0: was cool. It was a very positive reading. I was in a, at a comedy fest in uh, uh, Bellingham, Washington, and this tarot card person went around and read all the, the comedians' uh tarot. Uh, ours, my comedy group, Sidecar, ours was great, super positive. And this stand-up there was named uh, David Cope, and he was like, do my love life for the coming year. And it was truly the worst Tarot card read. Even the tarot card reader was like, "I've never had one this bad." The last card that the the woman pulled was a clown on a ball falling off of a ball, juggling ten sticks of dynamite. Wow, wow! And that, that's his love life. And that did it turn out to be true? A hundred percent. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> that
1: poor guy. Jesus. Uh, so if so you beware. ever. Uh, Yeah, don't get your tower read. You might end up in space, as we find out later on in this episode. So we don't actually know exactly what's going on. At first, Sabrina comes in with Nick Scratch. She, as Pete mentioned, is not quite trusting him totally at this point. Yeah, they're
2: fighting, guys. There is trouble in paradise, all right? Uh, But it's not too much to
0: be worried about, you know? This is a classic, when you're dating a bad boy, there are going to be bumps. you got to relish the bumps. Bad, they're bad boy bumps yeah, yeah
1: yeah uh yes bad boy relish bubs. all all of that like uh, when you get some bad boy relish that's that chunky relish yeah
0: oh, oh, i love
2: that's so creepy
0: i love some chunky Ooh. relish uh so she gets her uh tarot done and wh- what i love about the way this episode runs is that tarot ha- is happening and then we slip into sort of a fantasy sequence about what uh uh, a short story about what the future could possibly mean. And it, as the uh, tarot card reader says, it's not a prediction for the future. It's just a symbolic understanding of the issues that are at play in each
2: of these it's characters' lives. It's very
1: specific, though. No, but it, it is very specific, and because... Let's jump ahead to the end. Uh, you know, we could just... Med- no, I can mention the twist at the end because I feel like it contextualizes everything that's going on. Okay. Is the fortune teller... get? It turns out that it's actually Madam Satan trying to find out more information about everybody. So, at least what I took away from the structure is... She is going into everybody's minds. They are seeing this as it's happening. They're experiencing these creepy short stories. Um, And you can tell that from the way that they pop out afterwards. But the thing that's super fun about it is you don't know that's what's happening with Sabrina's story at the beginning.
0: Yeah. You think
1: she's getting her tarot told. She goes, oh, that's interesting. And then we move into the rest of her day. And it isn't later until she dies in space that you realize (laughs) that... Probably none of this happened, and probably none of this is going to happen. Uh, yeah, but it makes Sabrina, the
2: Theo one a little bit
1: more okay. I can deal with this. Yeah, exactly. But so the, the Sabrina story, uh, she's not trusting Nick. Nick, it turns out, is uh, going to be doing a magic show for very the cool, school. very bad
0: boy to be into magic. No, the no, most it bad is boy thing you could do is it be is into not magic.
2: Very cool. Magicians are creepy and weird, and no. Yes, yeah. on the level of bad boy things.
1: Number one is being into like an old timey magic show. Yeah. Number two is being into
0: Magic the Gathering. Yes, exactly. Also, oh, very like bad boy. Very with the rules boy. the show's established, those are very bad boy things.
2: And like three is an acapella group, right?
0: Yes. Oh, ultimate <laughs> um, bad boy.
2: Don't even get me started. Skyler Ashton. Don't even get me boy. started. All, all I gotta say is that I was so excited when she broke up with him. And then so mad when she died in space and I realized it wasn't real.
0: Well, I mean, she didn't really <laughs> break up with him. She's just pissed. She's, uh, Nick has been talking to the Weird Sisters too much. And he has a history there. Uh, the le- previous two Lupercalias, he was with uh, Prudence and Agatha. And Dorcas uh, got stuck with Melvin this year, as we all know. No, no, no. And then Dorcas tackled him and
1: yeah. had sex with him. So <laughs> by previous history, you mean he's had sex with all
2: of them. Yes, yeah. and so Sabrina's like. Uh, Wait, a little do you jealous. definitely think a, a quickie happened there? Dorcas,
1: yeah, the hero of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, yeah. Here's the she thing takes with Alex, what she wants.
0: he's all in on Dorcas, and it's a wow. Little, little. I
1: didn't realize that. Yeah. She she knows what she wants and she goes for it, and I appreciate I mean, that.
2: Yeah, I think that's freaking awesome. Great, you're no. on uh, team Dorcas as well, Pete. Uh, well, not when it's at the cost of. Sabrina. No, no, stop there. Stop there. You're on <laughs> Team Dorcas as well.
0: I get it. Oh, Excellent. I can't believe this is <laughs> turning into a Dorcas appreciation podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's what my She's tarot card what my tarot card a great read. name.
1: Yeah. So uh, she is dealing with trust issues. They have a little bit of a tiff, uh, and he goes off into his magic show. Now, the uh, magic show, the look of it, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, there's uh, – a poster for the book Carter Beats the Devil that's yes. on the wall of Cerebus' books, which is a real book, by the way, if you haven't read it, it's awesome. I've read awesome.
2: Book. Great book. It's so great. Yeah.
1: yeah, I was talking to our listeners, I assume.
2: How it. do you guys well have time, time to read regular books? I don't understand. I
1: read it years ago before we started doing podcasts. Oh, okay. uh, the It's a great book. Uh, the look of it is based on that, and the whole magic show is based on that as well, which I thought was yeah. kind of neat like a fun little uh, Wizard of Oz type thing going on, picking something in the bookstore, putting it in the dream areas. And uh, so, yeah, so we see this magic show, and I got to tell you, not knowing that this was essentially a dream sequence, I was so confused that anybody in which society would be like I'd love to check out a magic show, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, exactly uh it is crazy it's like uh I, what's a good analogy for that It's like if you're a construction worker and you're like, Hey, you want to come over and watch me hammer some nails on the side." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I, again, it makes a lot of
1: sense once you look back on it, but just yeah. being in that whole thing, he does all of the classic, like chop a girl in half, make a girl mm-hmm. disappear. And then his, uh, third trick, uh, third trick, or is it the fourth yep, trick? Third, third trick, third, third trick, uh, Roll Sabrina threes. gets super pissed and says, fine, take me, make me. I was pissed the-
2: that she volunteered. Well, of
1: course she was. I mean, that was the structure of the thing. That's how very it was upsetting. always going to happen. And Stayed he makes strong, her Sabrina. float. She floats through the top of the church and all the way into space where she freezes and dies in space. Bad
2: boy was way too calm while his lady was floating no, away. No, he was freaking he out. Was, he was very he was stressed. not freaking out. He, he was, was not freaking, freaking out. out enough. He was, he was yelling like, at the crowd. Guys, could you help me?
0: Wow. You are very specifically, you just hate him. You're, you I, know I what don't you have? you Pete, you have a lot of tood. <laughs> you're don't a do like bo- lying boy. to
2: Sabrina. You're a tood boy.
0: Yeah, it's true. Uh, anyway, she
2: dies in and space and you, then, then pops out not, of the
1: vision and is like, I don't think I'm going to die in space. Is that going to happen? And the fortune teller's like, no, 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 no. It's just kind of a metaphor.
0: Yeah. And she leaves uh, Sabrina with the very wise advice, trust Nick and no one else, which I agree with. Completely.
2: That was horrible advice. Well, of course That guy lets you float off into space, you're going to trust that guy?
1: This is, again, that reveal at the end of an episode that it's Madame Satan recontextualizes everything. There was clearly something wrong with the fortune teller the entire time. Yes. There was no question about that. Sabrina doesn't know that, though. But last episode, Madame Satan was like, nah, maybe I'll poison the whole school. I don't know, that sounds kind of interesting. So her mode right now, at least what I'm getting from it, is... Let me screw up as much stuff as possible and kind of see what happens. Yeah, this is just
0: some opposition research she's doing for um, the coming war that she mentions.
2: It's that old saying, like, idle hands. You know, she's bored. She doesn't know what to do, so she's lashing out in different areas. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because this is the first time we've
1: heard apocalypse dropped in this show. Yeah, And we've certainly speculated several times on the podcast where this is heading towards, where this is all going to. Um, and I think that's where we're headed at the end of the season, right? We're going to have supernatural apocalypse?
2: Yeah,
0: I well, think so. There
2: a lot of things pointed to the mine in this episode. Yeah, something's up in the mines. Yeah. Mm-mm. Wait, what was in the mines? What did I miss? Harvey was way too casual about his college roommate, and they talked about the mines so much and then his card had like a a version of the mines in there yeah let's and just jump let's like, just jump
0: to that story then uh. Yeah, Harvey, um uh he has his, he's like the fourth story. He sat
2: down like just an adorable little guy that he is, the honest guy, just like hey oh, man, I am, that, that was I so funny Harvey. because everybody yeah. else had
1: all of this wind up to their stories coming yeah. into the store, getting settled, et cetera. And yeah. Harvey's just cuts it and he's like, Hi
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm Harvey. Yeah. Hey,
0: I was gonna go to the zoo, but instead I'll get my tarot read. I'm a goof. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so his story is he gets into art school. Was well, uh,
0: she? She sets his up a little bit more too. She says your fate hangs in the balance between two futures: staying in Greendale and leaving Greendale. And then right, uh, right. he gets into this school and he wants to stay for Roz, but decides to go because he loves Roz because that's a real couple, Rozzy
2: Yeah, hell yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it. It and you know his kind of uh, tarot card was talking about his roommate. And his roommate is channeling demons and the specifically like the horse or whatever had demon who we saw in the painting, which he saw in the mine. Yeah. Uh, to answer yeah. your well, question, so Alex, should...
0: to answer your question, Alex, he recognizes the demon from the roommate's That's portraiture. Right. Okay, yes. And he's yeah, like, I, I know that, that demon. I even confronted it in the mine.
1: Which is interesting because to me, it feels like crossing mythology. So he ends up with this roommate who clearly is in the middle of a Lovecraftian story being driven crazy by some portal in his closet that only comes out at night and shows him these elder gods that he's sketching, um, which is cool and fun and creepy for Harvey. He ends up stepping into that portal at the end of the story. Very upsetting for him uh, after his roommate hangs himself. Um, But... It's it's weird to me because Lovecraft is very different from Judeo Christian mythology and no, Satan and go. all of that is here all right. Uh, Satan and all of that is on the Judeo Christian side uh, versus what Harvey sees at the end and what this is pulling from is much more the whole Cthulhu mythos, elder gods, etc. So I don't know. I I don't buy it. That's what I'm saying. Well, thanks young. for the
0: lecture, Professor Zalvin. but I will not <laughs> be taking your class on Incubus and uh, the Crossing Mythologies. It's actually, it's called Incubus or Incubus? Oh, that's smart. Oh, boy. Uh, thanks. I mean, I guess it's a little different, but it's like the next door neighbor of everything in this show. So, like, exactly. I'm down with that. I liked this story. I thought it was cool and creepy. And um, the lesson at the end that the tarot card reader says to Harvey is, you will suffer for your art, but you don't have to leave home to do so. Um, Yeah, she's pulling
2: for him to stay. Yeah, and definitely uh, from that last card, it looked like he needs to go into the mine. So let me say,
0: uh, throw this out. So if she's convinced Sabrina to stay with Nick uh, because Nick is her true love, great. So why does she want? Fuck Har- you for saying. Why that. does she want Harvey to stick around? Is it so she can use Har Madam Saint can use Harvey against Sabrina because you would think yeah. she would want Harvey to leave. Because get out of here.
1: No, uh, I wh- think having all of the elements in play in town where she can deal with them is probably better for her. Having him in town to really screw with Sabrina is good. Also, I think the important part of that is the. He's going to have to suffer for his art. Bad things are going to happen to Harvey Kinkle, and she knows that something's coming for him. So, you know, keep him around. Keep him close so she can have fun watching it happen.
2: Or she's like, hey, don't go to school this year because your roommate's going to be some super creepy demon guy who's going to hang himself, so why don't you wait a year and deal with this whole mind problem? And also, Roz, uh, you know, just went blind, and she might need you for a little bit. Well, that's really nice. I <laughs> don't think that's what's happening.
0: <laughs> that is very nice. I like the idea that you, it's like, yeah, wait a year, man. Take a year to really get your gather your stuff, defeat the monster in the mine, and then become a freshman at art
2: school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, everybody's got their own path, man. That's true. Which story
1: should we talk about next? Should we talk about Roz while we're talking about Harvey? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Roz's story, uh, we find out a lot more about her. I had actually forgotten this detail. Her father is a priest, I guess. Yeah. Or – yeah, so her father is a priest, and he is trying to raise money from the church to pay for her an operation to help her get her sight back, hopefully. Uh, so that's what her story is about. Uh, it's pretty classic. She gets uh, an eye operation. She gets her eyes. She can see perfectly. All her friends oh, are there. Yeah, they all are so beautiful. excited happy.
2: It's a beautiful moment.
1: A beautiful moment. Yeah. Uh, Her father doesn't seem to approve of Harvey in this particular dream. He also (laughs) reminds her that she got the money from the church and she owes this to the church uh, and she owes her life to the church. Uh, So she ends up taking care of a girl who has just lost her sight. And the reason she's lost her sight is because Roz has her eyes. Yeah. Yeah, So
2: creepy. As soon as you saw that girl, I was like, "Roz, get out of there. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely.
0: It's like the dude from Law and Order whose someone in New York has his eyes. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I mean, that's true. Jerry Orbach? Jerry Orbach. He famously gave up his eye. When he died, he gave his eyes to science. Right. And then he's coming back at some point to get them back, right? He wants those eyes back. Jesus. Imagine having one of Jerry Orbach's eyes. Pretty cool. Why would you (laughs) only have one? I figure they might split them up.
2: Oh, uh, man. I don't think that's the thing they do. Yeah, I don't think that's how it
0: works. They keep out all the eyes that come in in a big jar, and they're like, grab a couple <laughs> of eyes and send them out.
2: Oh, like a big pickle jar? Yeah. Just like kind of floating
0: like out of there? Like a big barrel of marbles.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I got yeah, one you, Orbach and
1: one random guy. By the way, uh, when is my doctor's appointment with you again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for your sake, I hope it's not for a while. All right, very cool But all you guys right, so could both Ra- use some new eyes Because you're <laughs> all you're, Both of your vision is fading fast
1: Yeah, that's how it works Jerry Auerbach is like Whoever needs some new eyes, I don't care <laughs> just, just take them
0: Take them, I'm, I'm done with them I've seen yeah. so much
1: uh, So uh, Roz immediately decides not to have the operation And says, uh, mm-hmm. no, 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 keep the money Give gave it to the church um, Again, what do you think uh, Madam Satan's goal is here with this
0: one? Well, this one seems a little, I don't know what her goal is. I guess it makes her, it puts her in a worse position to be helping Sabrina maybe. But the, if she doesn't have her eyesight, that means her cunning is is still at full strength. So right. I would think this may be a miss from Madam Satan. Mm, interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a little, Confused about her plan here because it's like uh, her cunning gets stronger by losing her eyesight. I think maybe she thinks that if she doesn't have her eyesight, she might be a little off balance and easy to take down. But um, Or just more yeah. upset,
0: I guess, in general. If she's just trying to sow discord, then... Yeah, that's probably true. I think that's what it is. I mean,
1: she's just, like we said earlier, she's just trying to screw with everybody at this point. That's pretty much it. Speaking of which, let's talk about Theo. So Theo is wrestling with the fact that he knows he's a boy. Everybody has accepted that he's a boy, but he doesn't look like a boy. Um, He still looks like a girl, or at least he feels he looks like a girl. Uh, And he wants to transition, but he doesn't have the money to transition. There's no doctor in Greendale like that. I'm sure Theo could go over to Dr. Colonel Jr. in Riverdale and get it done like lickety-split. Lickety-split. But that's not going to happen. So instead, in this vision, what Theo does is sneak into the Spellman's house, take a spell, rub some stuff all over his body, and when he wakes up, he has a real Spider-Man moment and sees himself in the mirror with a ridiculous roided out body. Uh, becomes
2: awesome at basketball. Everybody oh, loves him. He was having so much fun in the locker room, I felt so happy for him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was great. It was, it was super fun
1: until his arm turns into a tree. He, I am brute. Yeah, I, thank you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> good. He, uh, he goes over to the Spellman's house, tries to get Hilda to help him. Uh, Hilda, unfortunately, is like, ooh, can't really do that. We're going to have yeah. to chop Selfies off your arm. Uh, and Theo decides, no, this body is too important to me. Chop off my arm. Gets his arm chopped off. He's feeling a little better. It's pretty cool that his arm got chopped off, and he's in bed. Something weird feels weird on his legs, and he looks down, and now his legs are tree trunks as well. well we are Groot.
0: We are Groot. <laughs> we are Groot. This one uh, was really scary. The, yeah. The, whole bit, the way it came together at the end was, was scary.
2: Also, uh, Hilda's face when she was like just about just about to get his arm chopped off, was pretty hysterical.
0: Hilda wasn't yeah. very nice in this one.
2: No, I I
1: wonder how much that says about how Madame Satan and or Theo view Aunt Hilda.
0: Yeah, you mm-hmm.
1: know. Oh, we also had an appearance uh, from Theo's ghost ghost relative. Oh which yeah, I, I forgot, about forgot about that, about Dor- yeah. Dorothea,
0: and she's very aggressive and not nice. Also, evil. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, I think th- that might say something more about Theo than anybody else. The way Theo views the world, Theo views the world as aggressively against him. And yeah. so that's why all of the characters are like that, potentially.
0: That could be. Yeah. Um, and the advice at the end that the tarot card reader uh, says is, don't mm-hmm. steal, seek help early.
2: And that's great advice, you know? Yeah. If you would have gone oh, yeah, to Hilda in the first place, you know, you wouldn't be in this situation. Now, I, I will mention... And
1: I know it sounds like I'm down on this episode, and I'm not, because I really enjoyed it. But uh, the double punch of the Theo-Roz stories both being kind of body horror stories... Yeah. Not not necessarily bugged me out, but I would have wanted... I think that was the downfall in having so many stories in this episode, is mm. you started to get some elements that are repeated a little bit.
0: I don't know, though. I feel like the the Theo story was definitely body horror, and the, the Roz story felt more like the Twilight Zone, like... But don't you see? Those are my eyes. That kind of a twist. Yeah. It felt less sure. like... They were. They were different stories.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And they were hit in different ways. But they were both about parts of the body. So it, it, it just felt thematically similar to have them back-to-back.
0: All right. Now, you're ha- now you have tood. Yeah. <laughs> now you're a tood boy. A couple of tood boys on this podcast. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry yeah. about all my tood. Uh, quit apologizing. You're going to start being a bad boy. Oh, man, I don't get the scale at
1: all. <laughs> so, all right, who else do we have left? Uh, should we talk about Ed Z- Zelda?
0: Zelda, yeah. yeah.
2: Did you see the uh, shot uh, before Z walked up? Wait, Wait what do I'll, you mean? There was a f- cool uh, shot of the section bef- when she was, like, walking up the table. Well, first off, was, her entrance was fantastic. The way she, like, threw her umbrella at the dude and then was like, you know, being all Aunt Zelda, and yeah. then before she sat down, there was like a shot of the LGBTQ uh, you know section, and then she kind of sat down, which I thought was a cool little shot up.
1: Yeah, wait, uh, I'm forgetting now. I actually I saw that as well, and I think there were two shelves, and it was LGBTQ and comedy. Yeah,
2: uh, I didn't see the comedy part. Yeah, there is. They were
1: on top of each other, which made me wonder a lot about how stuff is shelved in that shop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, Zelda's taking an improv class or two oh, in her yeah, day. That's true. So she's trying to uh, find the real truth in comedy. Um,
2: so deep, uh, bro. That's a deep improv reference.
0: So uh, Zelda's getting ready to be married, and she feels like she needs to tell Blackwood about the baby. So she goes to check on the witch that she gave the baby to, and the witch ate oh. the baby, which is what we called last yes. episode. I mean, come on. I mean, come of on. Of course
1: that's going to happen. Of course, if you hand a baby...
0: To a witch who eats babies, the witch is going to eat that baby. Exactly. I mean, we said all this is almost word for word when we recorded a previous episode. Uh, r- ridiculous. Uh, but then the th- uh, grocery it's like, thing. It's that- like if you put a six-inch meatball sub sandwich from Subway in front of Pete, and we're like, hey, Pete, could you take care of this Subway sandwich? It's very precious to me. Don't eat it. I'll be back in a couple of years, and I want to put it in my arms. And then lo and behold, Pete ate that shit. Pete ate that shit seconds after we left.
1: (laughs) Seconds after we left, and then we come back and we find Pete, and suddenly he's meatballs.
0: He is meatballs. Meatballs. Pete's meatballs. That's
1: that's the other part of the episode is that the witch uh, eats the baby, becomes younger, and is the baby, kind of?
0: Yeah, in a weird way.
1: In in a weird way, uh, because they go to the wedding. Uh, Zelda gets all dressed up and then finds Father Blackwood making out with the witch. He says, well, I can take whatever I want. That is my right because of my wedding day. And she essentially says, no, you can't do that. You're making out with your daughter, yeah.
2: which uh, was a little weird. Well, I she doesn't say it. She kind of like stops short of saying that. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's not exactly how it works. Yeah, I don't but think so.
2: She's also, she wanted to say, you're making out with the which who ate your daughter?
1: Oh, all right. Okay, all right. I can see that more. I thought it was daughter, and I was a little
2: confused.
0: No, me too. But I agree with you, Alex. I think she was what she was thinking is that is the essence of your daughter because the youth right. she got youth back up by eating yeah. the baby, which yeah. doesn't work in real life. So don't try it. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> uh, For real? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, been there. Wait,
1: have you? Have you eaten a baby, Pete? What? No, no, no,
2: no, 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 oh, no, man. no. I
1: I, oh, man. I know, know. You, it was weird. Before we were recording this podcast, uh, Pete kept shouting, get in my belly and I'm going to eat your baby. <laughs> uh, which, I want my
2: baby back, baby back. <laughs> right, and
1: that too. And I thought it was just references, uh, hilarious Austin Powers references, but <laughs> turns out uh, it wasn't. He That's actually ate a baby. That movie yeah.
0: still fresh, hasn't lost a step. Oh. <laughs> 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 Certified fresh. Which one? Fresh. Gold
1: member? Gold member? Yeah,
0: just the name Gold Member. I think is really <laughs> not lost a step. Totally cool. Oh, Very man. down with that to be the name of a movie.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well that was the best one. I mean the other two I you know I can honestly take or leave, but gold member is like one. Oh,
0: gold on. member. That's so crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, that's Ed Zelda's story. I don't the, feel like Ed Zelda learned anything from
0: this. Well the lesson <laughs> the, the lesson that was told to her was some secrets should stay secret.
1: Right. Uh, and they probably should actually in this case. I do think that was relatively good advice because there's nothing to be gained by telling father Blackwood, the truth about anything, because if there is a bad guy in the series, he is literally a bad guy. Oh yeah. He's a bad person. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's all the story. And the last one is Ambrose. We should Uh, talk about Ambrose's story. Um, So Ambrose Finds out that Luke is dead.
0: No, and, no, no. He doesn't. Oh, sorry, find out. I got it wrong. Yeah, she, he, uh, he's getting some shit from this fortune from the tarot card reader, saying, "Oh, well, your boyfriend's first, out walks, of town."
2: Which well, he walks over, way too cocky. Yeah. Way too cocky. It's like, I'm bulletproof, baby. You can't mess with me. Yeah. And then she's like, Yeah, you better sit down.
0: Yeah, buckle up, uh, Buttercup, because yeah. you got yourself <laughs> a couple cards coming your way. I'm dealing yeah. you in to your future. Yeah. Uh, and the, his story is about Blackwood, Blackwood wanting Ambrose to join the secret society that... Um, yeah,
2: the Judas Society.
0: The Judas Society that all the cool uh, warlocks like Lucas are in. Um, all secret, to, secret group. All he has to do is kill the Spellmans. He instantly goes and does that, gets into the society, um, and uh, he comes out of the, the thing and was like, that wasn't about my boyfriend at all. And the tarot card reader... Um, is waiting to deal his third and final card and she's she's like no holding yeah exactly she's like and she's like now you better not read it he grabs the card looks at it and gets real scared sees the card um runs and runs doesn't walk
2: yeah runs to blackwood and it's like yo and then like as he's getting the news he looks at the card yeah. and realize this way he's about to get told comes true. That Lucas ha-
0: was killed, and then Blackwood... Uh, I mean, that Luke is Serving Blackwood. Serving the Dark Lord. And then instantly, um, Blackwood offers Ambrose the same job in the Judas Society. So, yeah. not a great now, sign.
1: Yeah, not a great sign. Uh, I think... Uh, I mean, what do you take away from this? So, it was pretty horrific watching him go around and kill all of the Spellmans. Do you think that's something that he would actually do
2: or uh, be pushed towards? No. Well, it seemed like that stick was kind of making him do it. A magic I, I stick. Don't, I don't think it was the stick making him do it. I think the
1: stick yeah. was just a pointy stick he was using to kill people. A, stab, no, a stabbing he, stick.
2: He, uh, the instructions were, listen to the stick. The stick will tell you what to do. And the stick was like, stab? Yeah, stick was like, yo, stab your family. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> uh, don't listen to that stick. That stick just wants to be Guys, the stab. Guys,
2: don't listen to sticks. Don't listen to that sticks.
0: The band sticks. Well, listen to the band sticks. <laughs> <laughs> they're
2: up there with Incubus.
1: They're definitely like number one and two, and it keeps going back and forth in my mind.
2: But what I liked about this ending was it kind of set in this thing of like, well, How true is what she was saying? I was like, is next episode Sabrina going to get launched into space? It'd be cool. The witch
0: witch space program would be a fun, sort of the right stuff, like who's up there, Apollo 13 style.
2: Yeah, well, I yeah. hope they have enough... Uh, I mean, right we're not actually going to
0: see any of this. It's all
1: just about the characters and about affecting them going mm-hmm. forward. And as is revealed when the fortune teller leaves, uh, as we mentioned earlier, she's Madame Satan. She's just kind of gathering info on everybody, trying to figure out what's up uh, so she can have more ammunition for the coming apocalypse and the coming war. Um so yeah, this is definitely going to affect everybody going forward, but I think that's it.
2: Yeah, I, I don't she think... Also, me, I, she also... I,
0: she also... Okay. I, let me just finish up with Ambrose. I don't think Ambrose is ever going to kill the Spellmans, but I do think this was symbolic of him uh, growing closer to Blackwood and he will betray mm-hmm. them eventually. As yeah. sides are drawn up in the coming conflict, I feel like Ambrose is going to be squarely in the middle and have to choose between continuing his uh, on his journey toward... Fame, or like fixing his reputation, and staying and protecting the family that his family that raised him.
1: And he's already done that a couple of times. He's already shown a willingness, particularly in the second part of the season, to turn against Sabrina to be part of the patriarchy because it benefits him.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: and then uh, when she gets home, she has a nice little villain monologue about her plan, and you know all the chaos that she wants to release, and then. Uh, draws one more card for herself just to kind of show what a boss she is, and she gets the Empress card. Yeah. I, I think she rigged that. I'm going to be honest. I think she what? put that right what on top. Did? For whose benefit? The, yeah, yeah the, the cards pick you. You don't pick the
1: no, cards. No, 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 She faked that. No,
2: you she was, was on her were. cab
1: ride home. She was shuffling through, getting that Empress card right on top, and then pulled it out. I was like, oh, what? Got to show my bird this.
0: You think she's, she's got to
1: show my bird? She, you think she's, she's doing, doing magic tricks alone? My, gotta, i got to make my bird proud of me. The only oh, thing
0: more man.
2: embarrassing than Yo, she was freaking out her bird. Like, the bird yeah. was, like, freaked out. Because the bird was like, yeah.
0: damn, how'd you get that card up on top? You're a magician. <laughs> the only thing worse than being a magician is being a magician that performs alone. <laughs> Here, here's what I want to know. I'm a magician Why? for birds. A bird magician? <laughs>
1: Why no, didn't think, Dorcas get uh, her cards read? You
2: know, like, would it just have been too good of a fortune? Is that
1: what would yeah, have happened? I mean,
2: I think if, if we had more time in the episode, I'm surprised we didn't mm-hmm. get like a little bonus time for Dorcas because that would have been phenomenal.
0: There will never be yeah. enough time in an episode to really let Dorcas have some breathing room. <laughs> Dorcas is on the C-list of c lists. Maybe it'll be oh, in the Blu-ray.
1: On. You don't know. Oh, yeah, they probably cut it out for the Blu-ray. You're right, Pete. Yeah. I'm going to believe that. Yeah. Great.
0: Dorcas' story was all about her being a main character, and then at the end, the tarot card reader was like, fuck no. Get out (laughs) of (laughs) here. Jesus. Uh, All right. Anything else we want to talk about with the episode? Yes. We have to talk about the last scratchman scene uh, where Sabrina says, are you my boyfriend? And he's like, "Yes, of course." And then she says, "I need you to stay away from the weird sisters." Classic yes. mistake.
2: What you got to trust in he your used to Fuck them. Yeah. Wait. What? He's still he's still having sex with Dorcas. Uh, the witch people are just they're you know they're flirty they're out there. Yeah, yeah but uh, Sabrina does a role like that. She's drawing a line in the sand. She's like, Luper who's team are you Doesn't on? care count.
1: Lupercalia doesn't count. Uh, Lupercalia, you could do whatever. Lupercalia Uh, doesn't count. I asked Sabrina
2: if it counts. I bet you she would say it counts. Uh, No, no,
1: no. It doesn't count. Lupercalia doesn't count. It's like International Waters. Also, Dorcas, the strongest of all witches, tackled him, so I think we can forgive her for that. (laughs) And uh, Yeah, and she is drawing the line of the scent, and I do think that's a mistake um, because... That sort of ultimatum only was going to make him think about. Wait, why do I have to stay away from the weird sisters? What's wrong with the weird sisters? Dorcas is so amazing. What do I do
0: about?
2: Oh, this? I don't know what's wrong with the weird sisters. They're constantly trying to kill Sabrina. Yeah, and they have evil plans. Eh, yeah, I don't he's know. just. She's just asking him if if we're going to move forward. This is this is what I need from you.
1: Don't here. I'm gonna give you guys uh, some hot tips about relationships. All right, if you're okay. confident in your relationship, you don't need to tell uh, your significant other to stay away from people. All right, that's true. Right,
0: those sisters are me? weird, Justin. Yes, take, take that info with your wife. All right, I'm gonna. <laughs> I married, I was I married my wife for power. So, uh, <laughs> all right, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And oh, yeah. obviously uh our lupercalia is um every Sunday we can go have sex To whoever we want. <laughs> Sunday fun day. Yeah, that's exactly what we call it. And uh boy We
1: call it we call it brunch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. You keep inviting me to brunch and now I see Yeah, come what's on going
2: over <laughs> oh, <man>. Jesus <laughs>
1: All right, uh, before we wrap up the episode, this episode only, which witch reigns supreme? Who was number one this episode? Pete, you want to kick us off?
2: Who? that's tough. That's tough. Um, you could just choose Dorcas. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I want to, but I'm I'm trying to think of... So much
0: FaceTime. It's such an easy answer to choose the person who is on screen for a
2: second. Uh, I'm going to have to say Roz. Oh, all right. Really? What, why is why? that? One? Uh, I just think Roz is a rock, you know, she is, uh, who Sabrina, uh, you know, confides in the most and, um, she doesn't have some, uh, agenda and she also doesn't have some creepy ghosts telling her what to do. So like, uh, yeah, I think what's great about the show can get crazy, whatever, but Roz never wavers.
0: Wow. Uh, uh my, my choice, uh, a couple shout outs, I'm going to shout it out to, uh, to Nick Scratch, as always, fuck you, uh, my Rock fuck Steady, you. my Bebop, the the the, oh, don't, the bad. Don't boy.
2: bring those people into this. All right, <laughs> people? People. no, don't you soil them. <laughs> don't you soil what they've brought.
0: Uh, to I gotta, gotta throw it uh, throw it out to um, Theo's uh, jacked up body in this episode Yeah, uh, that, yeah was, that was dope That was wild that was, that um, was But uh, Ambrose, uh, which which Reigns Supreme Ambrose killed like everybody um, This <laughs> episode was cool for Ambrose I think it puts him squarely in a power position When he's been sort of floating to the outside of the story a little bit lately So I was happy to see that
1: I'm going to throw it out to Aunt Hilda. We didn't talk about this a little bit, but uh, other than being fun throughout everybody's stories, I thought it was actually very interesting and not just a thing for time, that at the end she says, ooh, will you do my fortune Will you read my tarot? And uh, Mrs. Wardwell says, ooh, maybe next time, or the fortune teller says, maybe next time. I think there's something more there. I mean, I know this is maybe a crazy theory, but I feel like there's something where ad hilda is outside of all of this and may potentially provide the key to eventually saving everybody from madam satan
2: i also liked how like uh, when hilda was confronted with people she was just like, no, you go get your tarot card read. I'm not yeah. dealing with you. It was She was in a real position of power in this episode, and I loved it.
0: That's interesting, Alex, because Hilda is like the conscience of the show. She's the only one that is steadfast and confident in knowing what the right thing to do is. Because like, the kids are are like that to some degree, but they're also vulnerable to being a kid and changing their mind. Mm-hmm. And then Sabrina, like, she always messes up. Um, and the rest of the witches are just uh, corrupt. So... I agree, like maybe two things, maybe she's the key, like you're saying, but also she may be out of the control of Miss Wardwell, Madam Satan, because she's too good at her core. Yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll have to see. Or maybe really they did just run out of time and didn't want to do a story for her. Either way. Yeah, her uh, if and Dorcas, like-
0: definitely on the same plane.
1: All right, all right. If you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Yeah, we do. Come on by. We will cast a spell on you.
0: Pete, what do you want to plug?
2: Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow
0: us on Twitter at comic book live and at Riverdale Dark. Check
1: us out at comicbookclublive. for this podcast and many more. And please remember to sign up for my incubus or incubus class. Uh, spaces are running real low. We only have eleven of the twelve spaces left. So anytime you guys want to sign up,
0: definitely check it out. And I'll remember keep uh, keep uh, Pete, meatball Pete in your mind as he uh, <laughs> as he continues to eat trash <laughs> for lunch. <laughs>